Happy Friday. I'm Quinn Emmett, and this is Important Not Important, science for people who give a shit. The newsletter features the most important science news of the week, how to think about it, and what the hell you can do about it. Hit subscribe right now to get this newsletter every Friday, plus my conversations with the world's smartest people on most Mondays. You can find the email version and links to everything at importantnotimportant.com newsletter. The link is also in your show notes. A quick PSA. INI is 100% independent and mostly reader-supported. The newsletter is free to all, but to pay it forward and support our work, get weekly deep-dive essays from me and guests, to connect with other listeners like you, and get an invitation to our community and the delightful comment section, please consider becoming a paid member for just $5 a month. Visit importantnotimportant.com slash membership to become a member. It's... August 19th, 2022. Holy shit. Here is the week summarized. Electric vehicle rebates start now. We need better outbreak data, he says two years later. Where things are driest when everything is dry. How much $200,000 buys you in prescription drugs. And what TikTok's doing to protect the election is not something we should have to talk about. In climate change news, look, I want to caveat everything I'm about to say by reiterating that I fucking love my e-bike. Our culture, roads, cities, and suburbia are unnecessarily and destructively dependent on cars and trucks. We used highways to redline cities. We need more walkability and micromobility tax benefits and infrastructure. Anyways, here's the latest on cars and trucks after Ira went live. Ira will hopefully turbocharge sales of electric trucks, buses, and charging systems. Heavy Trucks and buses are super polluters, uh, especially those in the red line marginalized neighborhoods we just talked about. Charging infrastructure has taken in almost $5 billion this year in new money before IRA, which is great because thanks to permit and zoning red tape, there aren't enough public charges yet, and lots of charges we do have don't work. That's just not the way you inspire people to ditch gas. And we're going to need even more of that sweet, sweet lightning juice because the Department of Transportation just released another $1.6 billion from the infrastructure bill to electrify municipal bus fleets and facilities. Now, thanks to sales caps that haven't expired yet and progressively strict battery requirements, some of these EV models are eligible for tax rebates and some are not. We got a tool below that we've linked to. Some EV manufacturers with domestic assembly operations are already better prepared than others, say General Motors and Tesla. Some, like Ford, are selling a shit ton of green bonds to fund their EVs. Mark it down, though. The new domestic battery supply chain doesn't exist yet, but that these rebates require, it's going to take a while. And then I'm telling you, it is going to rewrite geopolitics and maybe domestic politics across the heartland, which would be incredible. Here's what we can do. Please listen to a very Ira episode of the Hip Hop Caucus's Coolest Show podcast. Tamara Tolls O'Laughlin, friend of the pod, Rihanna Gunn Wright is on it. Uh, Dana Johnson's there, Bishop Marsha Dinkins, and they explore the bill through the lens of historical and future environmental justice efforts. You can listen on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, whatever you got. Point is, we've still got a hell of a lot of work to do. In COVID news, welcome back to your choose your own COVID adventure game, the U.S. edition. As we ship kids back to school and an organic medley of farm-to-table subvariants continues to, you know, course their way through the population, the CDC, amid concessions this week that, I don't know, maybe all this could be handled better next time, 
has advised most Americans exposed to COVID to mostly do nothing. That's right. So yes, deaths are way down because we've built up a wide variety of immunity. Current vaccines mostly prevent severe illness and death, and new ones are theoretically coming. But these are all still top-down mechanisms, and they're not even working that great. And we're still failing to do the basic shit that protects an entire population from the ground up much less the immunocompromised, because public health officials are following the lead of a public made up of individuals that don't care anymore. Mask mandates are long gone. If quarantine and isolation are going away too, we're about to find out just how fast this thing can go and how much cases really matter in the long term. But look, maybe the virus finally runs out of fuel and stops changing. Maybe the subvariants slow and deaths drop to almost nothing. I will be the first to hit the dance floors with renaissance on repeat. I'm kidding, of course, because I go to bed at eight o'clock, whether there's a pandemic or not. So doubtful all that happens, but maybe. But what have we learned for the next time? Well, our fractured collection of almost 1,000 American health systems, 6,000 hospitals, and at least 10 mostly not interoperable electronic record health providers aren't really talking to each other about monkeypox, despite the helpful new emergency declaration and all the money that comes with it, in two years of trying to stand up centralized data reporting for testing, treatments, and vaccine orders. There's no good time for another outbreak. But if anything, the recent ones should reinforce how much better our data efforts can actually be. Here's the good news. Countries and cities are building supply-side wastewater data systems, and those can provide baseline and peaks for many diseases, like polio, for example. All you've got to do is flush. Please flush. Here's what we can do. Cool tool now, Our World and Data, uh, published a COVID data set of sequences by variant and country. So check that out. In food and water news. Okay, so I want you to know that I work really hard to put a future positive spin on the news whenever I can. But some areas are more difficult to do that than others. And water is one of them right now. So please read water news here or wherever with the understanding that water is a fundamental human right. And there's a lot of folks working so hard to build a more sustainable water economy. But guaranteeing that right and access is going to require some very hard questions and a hell of a lot of work from all of us. Here we go. In North America, increased consumption and decreased precipitation in Mexico has made water a sacred commodity. U.S. cotton farmers are collecting insurance and expected to write off almost half of what they planted this year. Hydropower is increasingly under threat in the West and Texas, driving more gas use, just as it gets very, very hot throughout the Southwest. And the seven states in the Southwest that depend on the Colorado River failed this week to agree on cuts, so the Federal Bureau of Reclamation could hand some down. In Europe, half of England is in drought as crop failures mount. Privatized water utilities are getting the stink eye from investors in the UK, where almost 3 billion liters leak every goddamn day. Ancient underwater bridges in Italy are surfacing as often as bodies in the U.S. lakes. Levels in the Rhine were just 13 inches this week, halting shipping. In Asia, rolling blackouts in China shut down factories as planes seeded clouds to catalyze rainfall to the parched Yangtze River. And in Africa, 16 million people are suffering from a four-year drought across Ethiopia, Kenya, and Somalia. We have to do the hard things together, and I'm proud you're here to help us 
do them. Here's what we can do. For today, set up a monthly donation to Charity Water and help bring clean and safe drinking water to people in developing countries. In health and bio news, uh, our new friend Ira isn't just a massive thumb on the scales of clean energy. Among other health benefits, it also finally allows Medicare to negotiate prices for some TBD drugs, penalizes drug makers that escalate prices too quickly like assholes, and by 2025, caps Medicare drug costs per person at $2,000. So like I said a couple weeks ago, Big Pharma is predictably pissed off. Eight of 13 drugs launched in 2022 are priced over $200,000 a year. You heard that right. So when they inevitably sue the government, how will they argue? Well, per our friends at Stat News, probably that, one, the Fifth Amendment prohibits the government from taking private property for public use without just compensation, maybe. Or maybe the Eighth Amendment, which says that, in reference to penalties for refusing to negotiate prices, excessive bail shall not be required, nor excessive fines imposed, nor cruel and unusual punishments inflicted. But the people love IRA. That's the thing. 76% support caps on drug price increases, and 73% are for Medicare's ability to negotiate. Of course, that doesn't always translate into policy, but like on the energy side, look, I'd have written a far more progressive bill, and I tried to, but politics is politics, and the hell if I thought we'd even make it this far, frankly. Here's what we can do. Use Common Cause, that's going to get better soon, to call your senators and urge them to support a new vote this fall for the Insulin Act to cap costs for everyone who needs it. In computer news, there's just 81 days until November 8th in the U.S. midterm elections. So with 2020 barely in the rearview mirror and the FBI investigating that year's loser, the House, the Senate, and most importantly, a bajillion state and local offices are up for grabs, which means social platforms are back on the hook to keep democracy from imploding, all while respecting free speech. From Axios, several big tech firms debuted a new midterm election policies in the past week designed to give political campaigns time to adapt to the changes as campaigns ramp up. TikTok doubled down on its ban on paid political ads, including paid influencer content. Meta, or Facebook, vowed to remove any misinformation about voting and said it will reject ads, encouraging people not to vote or calling into question the legitimacy of the election. Twitter said last week it would begin enforcing its civic integrity policy. Whatever. Understand it. Look, that's not going to cut it. All that's not going to do it, of course. But at least there's a level of self-awareness that wasn't there before. Here's what we can do. This is semi-related, but it matters. I've been talking about the need for a new cybersecurity training force. And the White House has three new key cyber leaders who actually talk to each other, which is great. And last month, they announced a campaign to encourage employers, private and public, to recruit cybersecurity apprentices, like, you know, blacksmiths or people who made swords. Per IT Brew, interested cyber parties, not those cyber parties, can visit apprenticeship.gov to be paired with support partners and experts. And here's 10 things from my notebook. Is private equity shortchanging autism treatments? Sure, why not? Why the excellent For All Mankind show solved for future nuclear fusion. Number three, why environmentalists keep buying unsustainable clothing. Number four, indigenous leaders launched a new site to support the Secure Indigenous People's Rights in a Green Economy Coalition, or SURGE. Number five, fracking is associated with childhood cancer. Fucking, of course. Number six, Asian consumers can order takeout leftovers to fight food waste. Number seven, shot. Beyond Meat sales are slowing as consumers opt for lower-priced protein. Chaser, 
a shrinking U.S. cattle herd signals more pain from high beef prices. So something's going to win out there. Number eight, Scotland is the first country to make menstrual products free, which is awesome. Number nine, synthetic biologists are fed up and made their own biomarkers because apparently you can do that. Number 10, Planned Parenthood said they will spend $50 million on the midterms. That's the news for this week. Hit subscribe to get next week's news and tips straight to your feed. To go deeper, of course, visit importantnotimportant.com newsletter. Thanks for being a part of our community, and thanks for giving a shit. Have a great weekend. <laughs>